Hello and welcome to Interval, the Norwich Theatre Royal podcast. With a new episode releasing each month, this show will bring you exclusive news, views, interviews and behind-the-scenes content. We'll have the latest information for shows and events at Norwich Theatre Royal, Norwich Playhouse and our Learning and Participation Centre, Stage 2. If you're interested in the performing arts in Norfolk, then this is the podcast for you. In this special bonus episode, we recap the highlights of Centre Stage, the annual celebration of success for Norwich Theatre Royal, Norwich Playhouse and Stage 2. We recap some of the exciting performances and shows across all three venues, find out more about how we've been reaching out into the community and also look forward at our ambitious plans for the future. To start with, the theatre's chief executive, Stephen Crocker, and chairman Michael Newey set the last 12 months into context. It was a very exciting year with some amazing productions on, on stage, including the National Theatre's Hedda Gabler, Northern Ballet's stunningly beautiful Casanova, the musical roller coaster that was the band, and we must of course mention our festive pantomime hit, Sleeping Beauty. It was very clear to me when I came to Norwich in January 2017 that the whole team here were keen to build on our phenomenal success by developing our ambition, our reach and our impact. This led to 12 months of developing our vision for the work on our stages, away from our stages in communities and how we work as an organisation. As we look back on this financial year, I'm absolutely delighted that we have now articulated this bold new vision and strategy and are making huge strides towards achieving it. On our stages, we want to be more daring, distinctive, diverse and dynamic. To sum it up though, for 52 weeks of the year and across our three stages, our artistic programme will bring the world to Norwich and Norfolk and take Norwich and Norfolk to the world. I believe passionately that our towns, cities, audiences and communities should be able to benefit from the very best artistic work that's not at the expense of London, but without having to go to London. And our programme over the coming years will reflect that. During the year, we worked hard to dig some very strong foundations in our learning and participation work, both in stage two and around the region. We are fiercely committed to engaging with all ages, sectors and areas of our community. Our work with young people continues to grow and expand, but we have also had some incredible success with the 50-plus community, increasing our provision for older people, particularly in the areas of performance and script writing. I am particularly proud of our Creative Matters seasons, which allow us to explore topical issues in a creative way and within a safe space. The first one focused on issues around gender and sexual identity, and included our own production of Safe by Alexis Gregory, which was cast locally and produced within Stage 2. And we were delighted to deliver the second in January 2018 in partnership with Norfolk County Council's public health team, focusing on men's mental health. This was also the year when we formally merged with Norwich Playhouse, ensuring it always has a prime spot at the heart of our family of venues and turning our happy marriage into a happily ever after. It has continued its eclectic and inspiring mix of fantastic programming spanning all genres of work under the wonderful leadership of Caroline Richardson. In time for the merger, 
we were particularly pleased to be able to complete a much-needed refurbishment of the auditorium space, ensuring it's a comfortable space for audiences and performers alike for many years to come. So let's look at the numbers. Across our three venues, we have sold 417,000 tickets to a total of 80,136 bookers. We've welcomed 3,622 performers for 718 performances of 289 productions. Our audience remains fiercely loyal, with 72% average capacity here at the Theatre Royal and 69% average capacity at the Playhouse. And our reach remains healthy. We now have more than 30,000 Facebook followers, over 35,000 Twitter followers, and we've generated media coverage worth over £3.7 million. And finally, from a turnover of £14.3 million in the year, we've generated a surplus of over £350,000 that will be reinvested into sustaining our buildings and ambitious programmes in the coming years. This will include our ambitions around producing work ourselves for our stages and also the burgeoning programme of work in our communities with people of all ages. From our financial performance in the year, I'm pleased to report that through our activities, we've generated a local economic impact of over £34 million. These are impressive figures that demonstrate not only the scale, but also the huge reach and deep impact of our work in a 12-month period. Time now to recap some of those big highlights. How many shows, productions and performances can you remember? Programming director and Panto executive producer Jane Walsh and Playhouse director Caroline Richardson take you back in time. When Stephen first joined us, I remember him describing the Theatre Royal as the West End of Norwich. Based on some of the musicals that we've welcomed here over the last 12 months, then that's certainly true. The raw musical talent of the Kinks and the songwriting prowess of Carol King were celebrated in Sunny Afternoon and Beautiful, two very different productions which both captured the lyricism and the nostalgia of particular eras. Direct from the West End, Natasha J. Barnes wowed audiences as Fanny Bryce in Funny Girl, while the hugely talented team from the Watermill Theatre brought Crazy For You, bringing Gershwin's music to life, courtesy of some incredibly talented actor-musicians and a big favourite of ours here at the Theatre Royal, Tom Chambers. We've had our fair share of musicals too. We have a number of special and mutually rewarding relationships with a number of amateur companies, which has allowed us to host some great shows over the past year. Les Miserables with the Norfolk Youth Music Theatre, the madcap story of King Arthur in Spamalot, presented by Threshold Theatre Company, and Little Shop of Horrors, from the ever-ambitious Sound Ideas. Two brand new musicals also came here. Kay Meller's wonderful writing and characterisation helped make Fat Friends a huge success, aided by a great ensemble cast, including Jodie Prenger, Sam Bailey, and former Panto and Corrie star, Kevin Kennedy. We've already talked about the band, huge ticket sales, excitement and a fantastic night out, all inspired by the music of Take That, What's Not to Like. Drama has been a key part of our programme too. John Gobber's classic and ever-timely story of classroom life, Teachers, K-12 
came courtesy of the Black Eyed Theatre Company, whose company of three people presented a raw but just as funny version of the topical hit. Fresh from BBC Radios 3 and 4, we also welcomed the actors of Dionysus, who specialised in presenting Greek tragedy. They brought Antigone to life, which was just stunning. I also want to single out Finding Joy, the award-winning story of 83-year-old Joy, who starts losing her memory and is looked after by her grandson, Danny, as well as exploring the close bonds of family and how a diagnosis can affect everyone. It also gave us a fantastic opportunity to join forces with Age UK and offer audience members help and advice. Here at the Theatre Royal, we were fortunate to welcome three productions from the National Theatre. Jane Eyre, The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, and Hedda Garbler. Each one very different, but all came with that hallmark of quality we expect from the National Theatre. Jodie Prenger made her second appearance of the year in Shirley Valentine, a stunning one-woman performance which saw her portray the title character to perfection while preparing chips and eggs live. The eggs supplied by her own hens, by the way. Other drama highlights, including the moving yet enchanting Kite Runner, plus comedy from both The Play That Goes Wrong and Around the World in 80 Days. We are aiming to be more daring, distinctive, diverse and dynamic, and we certainly succeeded in achieving that in our dance programme. Northern Ballet broke new ground with Casanova, the stunning production penned by Suffolk author Ian Kelly, who is an expert on the legendary lover. We also welcome back many of our dance partners, Matthew Bourne with his blockbuster Cinderella, the haunting ghost dancers from Rombert, and a well-received contemporary dance programme from the Richard Alston Dance Company. The modern and edgy Chotto Desh, created by Akron Kam, also came to us as part of the Norfolk and Norwich Festival. Our dance programme continued to develop strongly, Exciting acrobatic skills and athletic dance combined in the visually stunning and thought-provoking imbalance, which explored our relationship with technology. I also want to highlight Natia Priya. They present stunning Indian dance when they come to us and have now performed with us for 15 years, building audience numbers and support annually. And while we're talking about dance, we have to mention breaking convention. This one-day celebration of the hip-hop dance culture saw us full to bursting with daytime activities before an evening featuring some of East Anglia's fast-emerging dance talent sharing the stage with some of the genre's biggest international names. For many of our younger audience, their first experience of theatre is the panto. Sleeping Beauty proved to once again be a hit with audiences of all ages. And whatever your generation, having Derek Griffiths on stage was a joy. I'm delighted to work with such a great team across all departments in the theatre who consistently pull all their efforts into making the show a success. We also enjoyed two shows that certainly created a visual spectacle. Running Wild, set during the Asian tsunami, features a full-size Asian elephant puppet, while Sla Slava's snow show recaptured the magic of circus and childhood with some great clowning and that stunning snowstorm sequence. Family shows are so important to us as well. Following the show's huge success, we were delighted to welcome back the Gruffalo for another visit. This magical version of Julia Donaldson and Alex Scheffler's book enchanted our young audience, along with their adult guests, once again. On a similar line, we also welcomed the boy who climbed into the moon. And we also had a great programme of work to complement Norwich Science Festival. 
From the Gruffalo to Glyndebourne, and the world-renowned opera company remain a key part of our programme. They once again presented a triple bill, which included the world premiere tour of Brett Dean's opera, Hamlet, which expertly captured the modernity of the bard's tale, while also exploiting the power and emotion of operatic arias and choruses. We also enjoyed two visits from English touring opera, with both popular and more rarely performed pieces, including the thrilling Giulio Cesare. Classical music is an area of programming we are expanding. We launched our new orchestral season with the St. Petersburg Symphony Orchestra, followed by the European Chamber Orchestra. They were both well-received and saw this developing area in our programme get off to a flying start. And we wanted to end with a laugh, not literally, as the Playhouse once again cemented its position as the city's home of comedy, with some fantastic performances. Top of the pile has to be Michael McIntyre, who did two of his pre-arena tryout shows with us, which sold out in seconds. There aren't enough minutes to mention everyone, but just some of the stars we featured included Adam Buxton, with his technology-themed approach to humour, the in-your-face japes of Neen Nelson, the observational genius of Stephen K. Amos, quick-fire approach of Tim Vine, charm and knowledge of Phil Jupitus, and the glamour of Lavoie. There is no doubt between all three of our spaces that it certainly has been quite a year. One key part of our work is in learning and engagement. The programme surrounding that has four main strands, learning and education, training and skills, community participation and access. To explain more, let's hear from Wendy Ellis, the Learning and Participation Director. It has certainly been quite an incredible 12 months for us with some really exciting projects. We have been very mindful of the four strands of the strategy, and some of the projects have helped us achieve all four. One great example of that is Breaking Conventions, a one-day festival at the vanguard of the development of hip-hop theatre culture. It mixes touring performances by top international acts, professional development, with activities for local young people to take part in. Dance groups from across East Anglia prepared hip-hop performances which were then performed alongside top international acts on this stage. Alongside this, there was a whole day of events, including dance workshops, a graffiti wall, and spaces front of house where people could show off their own dance moves. Another great example is our Creative Matters programme, which uses workshops, performances, exhibitions, and film to explore key issues in a safe space. The first one looked at gender and sexual identity and attracted over 550 participants. One of the highlights was the performances of Safe, penned by Alexis Gregory and cast locally. It told the real-life stories of young people who have experienced hardship as a result of their sexual identity or gender. The second Creative Matters, supported by Norfolk County Council, raised the awareness of men's mental health. This included a moving play, I Had a Black Dog, performed by local theatre company Small Nose Productions. 20 students from Notre Dame High School came to see the show as part of a city-wide initiative. They also took part in a Q&A session, a clowning workshop, which explored the link between physical exercise, body awareness and positive mental health. One half of the Nemo twins, Carl Mins, also shared his story with Stephen in an evening which mixed his own personal journey with his own demons, interspersed with Carl's distinctive Norfolk humour, which we all know and love. Our training and skills work saw us work in partnership with the Princess Trust to deliver their Get Started in Theatre programme. The aim is to engage and support young people to further their education, training and employment. 
19 young people attended a week-long programme which focused on working together, developing their creative skills, working on physicality, vocal work, and building confidence and motivation. All of them completed the course, gained an AQA qualification, and four are now part of our Young Producers Scheme. Under the Training and Skills banner, we once again gave around 300 young people the chance to shine on this stage, where we presented our popular summer musical, Alice Back in Wonderland. We've also participated in the National Theatre Connection Scheme, presenting Blank by Alice Birch. This proved to be a fantastic creative challenge for the young cast. It explored the relationship between young people and the criminal justice system, with the cast given the choice of 60 different scenes to include or not within the finished play. They gave them a great chance to craft the writing of Alice Birch, as well as to perform topical, challenging and provocative piece of drama. We also continue to strengthen and build the links with our schools. Norfolk Schools Opera Project continues to engage Key Stage 2 children and their teachers to create their own opera project. This is made possible thanks to the long-standing commitment from a number of local trusts who recognise how important our ongoing work with schools is. And we continued our long-standing corporate partnership with Norse, which has been instrumental in developing our schools programme. They have helped us to create a wide range of educational opportunities, especially for those schools who face boundaries to accessing our theatre by supporting vital financial costs, such as transport and tickets, through our school's partnerships. The artistic strategy across the three buildings is gathering shape. To explain more and give a peek into the future, the last word comes from Stephen Crocker. Since the end of this 12-month period, it's been a really busy summer, with some truly special moments, including another moving and very insightful creative matters, this time exploring dementia and the experiences of those caring for people living with dementia conditions. And then just last month, our Stage 2 auditorium was completely transformed into an Airbus A380 for Gastronomic, a brand new commission by Theatre Royal from Norwich-based theatre makers Curious Directive, which produced a truly extraordinary theatrical and gastronomic experience. In May of this year, we also saw the professional premiere of a brand new musical, Six, at Norwich Playhouse. Since its opening in Norwich, this show has sold out at the Edinburgh Fringe and sold out its first run in the West End. And I'm delighted to report that it will return for a longer stay in the West End next year. And then, of course, who can forget seeing the legendary dancer Carlos Acosta performing on this very stage for the very first time alongside his new company, Acosta Danza. These three projects and productions are the early outputs of our bold new artistic strategy. We want the next few years to be a game-changing period for us and to build our position as a creative force for the East of England, driven by high-quality artistic experiences. Central to this is to continue to establish Theatre Royal, Playhouse and Stage 2 as a family of venues and focus on growing our artistic program in four key areas. We will grow our dance program celebrating internationalism and diversity. We will further develop our program and audience for high quality and more challenging drama by working with partners around the country and also through starting to co-produce and produce work ourselves. We will further expand and develop our classical music series through work with partners here in the UK and abroad. And finally, we will develop and pursue 
a number of new and extraordinary projects that are designed to build our profile, instigate new work, and drive cultural tourism. Away from the stages, we also want to live up to our commitment to learning and participation by expanding the programme and maximising the phenomenal resource that is stage two. Our audiences will always be vital to us and we will continue to put them at the core of what we do whilst encouraging them to try new things and working to attract new people to all three of our venues. And then finally, we also need to focus on our continued resilience and sustainability, which ensures we can continue to be daring, distinctive, diverse and dynamic. So what is next, I hear you ask? Well, here are a few sneak peeks for you. Our drama programme will continue to thrive and we will welcome back the glorious Regent's Park Theatre production of To Kill a Mockingbird in March of next year. Next, following the hugely acclaimed Still Alice, we will also welcome another stage adaptation fresh out of Leeds Playhouse, The Girl on the Train, later in 2019. As well as continuing to grow and develop our classical orchestral concerts here at Theatre Royal, we will also see some additional opera coming to Norwich to add to our ongoing relationships with the wonderful Glyndebourne and English Touring Opera. I am delighted to share with you that after a 46-year absence from our city, Welsh National Opera will return in June 2019 with their chamber version of Don Pasquale at the Playhouse, with the main company coming back to this stage here at Theatre Royal the following year. Quite a coup to have three internationally acclaimed opera companies working in our city. Another newly commissioned work will be shown in stage two in February next year as part of our next Creative Matters season, which will explore homelessness in partnership with Broadland Housing Group. We will commission renowned theatre company Cardboard Citizens to work with us on creating a brand new piece of verbatim theatre drawn from the real life stories and words of those people who have experienced street homelessness in our city. And now hot off the presses, we're also delighted to announce that we are continuing our long-standing relationship with Matthew Bourne's new adventures, who will bring his brand new production, Romeo and Juliet, to us next year. This will be a passionate and contemporary reimagining of Shakespeare's classic love story, bursting with youth, vitality, and of course, Matthew's trademark storytelling. The company has very strong ambitions to support the next generation of onstage talent. Inspired by the success of Lord of the Flies, which came to us in 2014, and combined professional dancers and young men with little or no dance experience, Romeo and Juliet will feature the finest emerging male and female talent from across the east of England, who were discovered during open auditions earlier this year. And then finally, it also gives me huge pleasure to share with you that after a thrilling East of England debut in May, Carlos Acosta and Acosta Dancer will return to Norwich in October 2019. However, this is not just a simple return. Acosta Dancer's brand new European tour will open here at Theatre Royal in Norwich. The programme will also feature the premiere of a brand new solo piece of work danced by Carlos himself and his performance of that work in Norwich will be the first time it has ever been seen outside of Cuba. All I can say is if you love dance, don't go on holiday in October next year. I really hope that's plenty for you to look forward to.
In everything we do here, our profound belief is to inspire a sense of the magic of theatre in all those who see our performances, take part in our activities, work here, or just spend time in our buildings. That's the end of this bonus edition of our podcast. Thanks to Stephen Crocker, Michael Newey, Jane Walsh, Caroline Richardson and Wendy Ellis. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Let us know what you liked and what you want to hear in future episodes. Thank you very much for listening to Interval, the Norwich Theatre Royal podcast.